Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Happy St. Patty's Day, mm-hmm. formerly known as St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th. Just to give you a little heads up, Tori's headphones are currently broken, and so we're, we're winging this podcast the very best that we can. I have my headphones on, and she's going to be screaming in the microphone. I can't hear anything. So. Yeah. Let's jump into today's devotional. Yes, you guys. Let's just jump on into it. Today, we are reading out of Numbers 1330. The devotional is titled Divine Intervention, and it says, Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I am the God who paves your way. You can accomplish great things for my glory. Don't allow anyone to deter you from all that I have called you to do. Repeat my words of life. Let the power of my promises help you persevere. If you believe that I am who I say I am and that I can do what I say I can, in and through you, then nothing can stop you. Purpose yourself to keep your eyes on me alone. Remember that I go before you. Nothing can keep you from living a victorious life. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, we should do our best to inspire and motivate others to follow God and accomplish great things. We shouldn't allow their doubts to discourage us from believing in the divine intervention of a loving God. Be like Caleb and speak truth when others doubt, so that you can do great things in God's strength. The treasure of truth says, the doubts of others can't hinder God. That's so true. It happens all the time. And I know I've even put my doubts in other people. You know, yeah, and I, I hate that I've done that, but I also I'm now aware of it and it makes me more in tune to make sure I don't do that to other people. But it also keeps me aware of when people do that to me. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever I was a, a, a child and there was a family member who asked me a, like a more of a distant family member. Mm-hmm. They asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up and I told them I wanted to play in the NFL mm-hmm. and I was like six or seven and I love football. Right. Yeah. And they looked at me and they said, well, that's going to be pretty hard. Hmm. And, you know, you don't say that to a seven-year-old who's, who's like idol is a professional football player. He's painted on my wall. I had the same number as him, play for the same team as him. You don't, you don't do that to somebody. And it, and it, yeah. it really, it, it did two things. Number one, it really upset me. It made me feel like I'm not very good. I'll never be good at something. But then on the other hand, I started to develop thicker skin mm-hmm. where I started to realize that I'm well at a young age, I probably wasn't this articulate, but put in simple words, I was not going to allow someone else to project their limitations on me. Yeah. But now as a Christian, I'm not going to allow someone else to project their limitations on my God. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's something Tori, you always say, you're always just like, if your if your dreams and prayers don't scare you or if they don't require God's help, then you're not praying big enough. You're not dreaming big enough. Yeah. You don't know who my God is. I'm doing a study on the book of Elijah right now. And, and it really ties into this whole point of when we hear something from God, we cannot allow other people's voices in our lives to 
make us question what we've heard from God. And so if you study the book of Elijah, he knew like he heard in his spirit that a storm was coming. And this was outrageous because they had been in this crazy drought and there had been no rain for so long. And he actually made his closest companion go up to the mountain and look at the horizon seven different times. So six times his closest companion came back and said, there's no cloud in sight. Like, nothing's happening. You must have heard God wrong. And then on the seventh time, he saw a cloud the size of a man's hand and then came back to Elijah. And Elijah said, the storm is coming. You must go down the mountain so that the um, water doesn't hinder you. And then the storm came. And I just love that story so much because not only did Elijah not Um, side with the majority of people who were pretty much telling him he was crazy, but he also didn't even let the words of his closest companion um, make him question what God had told him, which was the storm is coming. And um, yeah, I just, I love that because I think so often sometimes we hear things from God and we tell them too quickly to other people who might not have the same discerning spirit. And then we allow their voices to make us question something that we've heard from God. Yeah, and and we can also question something that we know of God, where Mm -hmm. even if we didn't maybe get that message straight from God, right, we even allow people to kind of make us question God's goodness just based off his character. For example, if God isn't coming through for us on a specific prayer or on that thing that we believe he promised us, that can really make us question his goodness. And if we just simply run to Hebrews 11, I'm going to read some scripture right now about these people of faith. So it says, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, even though she was barren. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born uh, to hide him from, of course, being killed. What's crazy is, is that all... These people were commended for their faith, but it says in verse 39, yet none of them received what they were promised. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I always come back to where I love that on one hand, we're not going to allow other people to deter what we know and what we've heard from God. And on the other hand, we're not going to allow our own personal feelings to disrupt our faith in God either based off of, you know, the different things that are happening in our lives. Yeah, that's good. You want to pray out, baby? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, and we just thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for your majesty. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the new mercies that you offer us every single morning, God. We come to you right now, and we thank you for your character. We thank you that nothing that we're feeling changes who you are. Uh, we thank you that the doubts of others can't hinder you. God, neither we nor anyone else we know can put you in a box. God, you are above it all. Lord, so I just pray today that you give us bird's eye view, that you give us a little bit of your 
heavenly perspective and you strengthen our faith. Lord, we want an increase in faith today, a faith that isn't shaken by the things of this world or circumstances that might happen to us on a day-to-day basis. God, that we remember who you are and that you are faithful and that we can trust that the promises that you have made to us will come to pass. And so, Lord, we just want to open up the floor right now for our listeners to pray, and Chad and I will be praying in agreement with them. Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me yet. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen. We love you all, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.